Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker, and we head now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. You know Bob Ryan from his great work over the years at ESPN on Around the Horn. Of course, Hall of Fame basketball writer and columnist at the Boston Globe, now a columnist emeritus with the Boston Globe. And uh, Bob is with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Mr. Ryan, always good to talk to you. How are you, sir? Oh, well, as anyone can rightfully be expected, I'm okay. Bob, we've been really locked into the last dance. I think we all normally would be, but especially in the absence of sports. And as someone that was part of that, that definitely has been involved in the NBA your entire career, I just want a quick reaction from you. Do you think that the last dance did a good job of covering that those Jordan Bulls teams, those 90s Bulls dynasties? Yes, I think that... Uh, for those of us who lived through it, it was a, a reminder and a, a, a reaffirmation of how great they were and how they got it done. And for those who did not live through it and who ne- needed to be, dare I politely say, educated to it, uh, it was enlightening, I'm sure. And I hope we, it was informative, and I hope they, they, uh, they would come away with a renewed appreciation of not only Michael Jordan, but, but also the teams. Baba, it struck me last night as Michael Jordan, after beating coach Larry Bird and the Pacers, trash chalked Larry Bird pretty harshly. And you know Larry as well as anybody in the media. How, he, how do you think Larry Bird handled being trash talked by Michael Jordan like that? Oh, I thought he thought it was a, la- a, a, a hoot. I'm sure Larry <laughs> thought it was funny. Larry uh, had given a uh, look, he was on the dishing out end of trash talking as much as anyone uh, in his time. And, uh, you know, so I think he thought it was, it was fun, and, and he respected Michael, and, and I know that for sure. And so that was, it was something for people to, to get a little uh, rise out of. Speaking of trash talk, Bob, we saw the way that Michael Jordan, he spared no one, including his own teammates, and he said, I would push people when they didn't want to be pushed. I would pull people along when they didn't want to be pulled along. Do you think that a leadership like that, from a player's perspective, exists today in the NBA or even is, exists to that Jordan-type level? Because I wonder with the way NBA players are wired now, if they would take that from another teammate. There's only one player in the ensuing years that had a high, high level of talent that, and, a, and, a, and somewhat matching personality that would be that way. And, of course, it's the late Kobe Bryant. He is, he is the 1A in both the talent and the personality, the closest thing to Michael that we've seen since then. LeBron is an entirely different personality. He has the talent match, but not the personality match. He goes about it a different way, but not Kobe. Kobe was very much uh, influenced by Michael and, and just being himself, too. He was wired that way. So the answer is yes, but, but now that he's gone and, and he's been, of course, inactive for so many years before he died, uh, there's no one like him 
and and you wouldn't you wouldn't expect to see too many others come along in our lifetime. Bob Ryan with us on 101 ESPN and Bob it was great to be reacquainted with how well Phil Jackson handled people which especially in today's NBA is exactly what you need to do. You more than a coach you need to be able to handle people and how do you think he was relative to everybody else in terms of handling people that you observed? The master of our time. Uh, the reason why that uh, the two people with the most rings in coaching history uh, are uh, who did it, Red Auerbach in his time and Phil Jackson in his time, was A, yes, they were blessed with enormous talent. Russell was this cornerstone of the Celtic success on the court. But Bill Russell was a very, very uh, intricate personality, and, and Red Auerbach understood this and understood that he did not treat Russell the way he treated other people, nor did he treat Tom Heinsohn the same way, nor did he treat Bob Cousy the same way, nor did he treat Bill, uh, Bill Sharman, et cetera, et cetera. He understood the individual nuances that he needed to uh, uh, apply himself, you know, address with these people. Jackson the same way. Who else could have handled such a disparate bunch of personalities uh, in that time, uh, starting with Michael? But how about Rodman? No one else could have gotten what he got out of Rodman at that point in time or, or, or been willing to, to, do, to do what you had to do to get it out of Rodman. That's this great mastery. X's and O's, sure, X's and O's are important. But it's what, what, so when people put, or try to uh, chip away at, at Phil's accomplishments by saying, well, both, in both cases – he had the best team. Yeah, he did. But I know that I learned this in 44 years of coverage and now over 50 years of being around the NBA, that um, uh, it, it starts with talent, but it doesn't end there. And, and you can a, a bad coach can mess up a talented team, uh, and it happens more often than people think. And I had forgotten about the, the fact that Scottie Pippen had delayed that surgery on his ankle at the beginning of that 97-98 season. And that that's a perfect example, isn't it, of Jackson keeping the player on his side. Sure, he's disappointed, but he's not going to berate the player for that. And Pippen wound up being a key part, obviously, of them winning the sixth title. Right. It was, and Phil did not overreact. Some others might have. I can think of a few that would have never possibly remotely tolerated that, and it would have made it life uh, miserable for Scottie Pippen, and then they wouldn't have gotten anything out of him, but they would have, they would have been true to themselves. Uh, no, Phil, Phil handled it that as he handled any personnel situation that came up. Uh, you have to say Phil gets an A+. Speaking of Rodman, Bob, looking back on the way that he was just, you know, allowed to bounce out essentially when he wanted to, whether it was during the NBA finals to do a pro wrestling <laughs> event on national TV or, hey, you know what, I'm about to explode. I'm going to just go to Vegas for a few days and, and then I'll be back. You know, it's it obviously is something that we look back on now and we kind of laugh about it. But if this were in modern times and a member of a dynasty just disappeared <laughs> during the NBA finals to go on a pro wrestling event, I think people would lose their minds. So looking back on that, how was that perceived by the media? Was it as shocking then as it is perceived to be now? Or was it more just kind of like, oh, that's Rodman. This is what he's going to do. I mean, think it was more the latter. And and Rodman was Rodman, and the, the the big difference and well, how things would have been perceived as social media, which didn't exist uh, in those days. I, so many things that uh, happened in those days that would have been treated differently, uh, or would be if they if were if they were to be replicated today, uh, would be uh, so vastly more uh, uh, just phenomenally covered than uh, than they were because of social media. Absolutely. 
I had forgotten about the the. Uh, I mean, I knew about the the Vegas, but I had forgotten about the that that little hiatus he took with Hulk Hogan after that second game in '98. Uh, okay, it's not. It's the word unimaginable doesn't begin to approach what the rea- explosive reaction would have been on t- on all forms of social media today if that had ever happened today. Uh, Bob, one last thing from me, and Michael used to go up to the podium and talk about my supporting cast, and we, we called him Michael and the Jordanaires. Do you think now, even if they're, if Michael were playing, are there enough players to subjugate their egos in the NBA that you could put together a team like that? I doubt it. I, I think today that the whole uh, developmental process, I'm glad you brought that up, the whole developmental process of how players uh, get into the, the uh, system from AAU basketball, which is to- totally hijacked high schools as, as, the, as the way you, you become prominent in the basketball world. Uh, uh, the, the recruiting of 12- and 13-year-olds who then are, have an inflated opinion of themselves, uh, no. Uh, the, uh, the, the, it's an entirely different uh, developmental process now. That didn't, Michael Jordan didn't play AAU ball. There was none for him. Nor did not Magic or Larry, by the way. Uh, but all these other guys today, that they come up in a totally different way. And, and, and entourages, and, you know, Michael did have an entourage, and you saw that. So it would have been, no, you couldn't reconstruct uh, the, the way it was done in those days. It has to be done in a different way. Last one for you, Bob. I know that this documentary took a long time to get made, and part of their pitch to Michael Jordan as to why it should get made was, hey, there's a lot of kids out there who are wearing your shoes, and they don't know you as a player. They know you as the guy with the cool swag. They know you as the Jordan brand, and these are LeBron fans, and it's time that people of this generation know who you are as a player. And I just wonder from your perspective, we all kind of have recency bias, but if you think that this documentary achieved what they pitched to Jordan, where a lot of kids today, a lot of young basketball fans who may be in the the Team LeBron camp, if you will, watched this and watched Michael Jordan's mastery on display and said, yeah, wow, maybe he is the greatest of all time. Well, I don't have the definitive answer to that, except to say that I think that's exactly the goal uh, Michael wanted to achieve by finally sanctioning this. And uh, we'll see. You know, it's too early. It ended. You know, last night was the was episode ten. Now we find out. We're going to find out. But that wasn't, I think, clearly a goal of his. I think that he was influenced by uh, all this GOAT talk for for LeBron and wanted to try to say make his final statement on the matter. Uh, let, let people examine his record and and, uh, and 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 remind them of who he was. Uh, this, this is I called this from the start. This is Michael's last word. Michael, you know, this is Michael's last word. He's, it's not not so much revenge, although there was lots of revenge as you saw. Uh, he manufactured slights, you know, by the by the truckload in order to achieve what he did. So we'll see if it if the, the these target audience for this it wasn't me you know I knew I I didn't I learned yeah I learned a few specifics but not the generality that's the Michael I knew that's it so folks there he was take him or leave him Bob Ryan always great to hear your voice thanks so much for your input today here in St Louis by the way we're Celtics fans here because of Jason Tatum so we want the Celtics yeah. to win a championship and uh, we appreciate you taking some time and shout out to my relatives my St Louis relatives and they know who they are. All right. Good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. We'll do it again soon. That's Bob Ryan from ESPN and the Boston Globe on 101 ESPN. By the way, Michelle, uh, an ESPN poll out. Uh, 73% of NBA fans believe that Jordan is the superior player to LeBron James. And they have 17 questions, uh, including better sneaker for fashion, better sneaker for balling, uh, spectacular to watch play, NBA was better all around. And Michael swept every single one of the 17 questions. I would like to see that poll conducted four years from now.